Okay, good morning everyone, <coughs> we're continuing our Sunday morning shiurim, Haggadah Shal Pesach, our third installment and uh, the final one for this year, Bez Hashem, on this series. And we've been talking about Hashkacha um, Pratis, how the Haggadah is showing the Hashkacha of Hashem, that has been the theme of the shiurim. And it's been the theme as well um, of the div- of the daily Divrei Chizuk on the WhatsApp chat and on my web- website and podcasts, if you've been following along. And we're going to continue today with that as well. So today we're going to go through a fascinating piece from the Netziv and his Haggadah on the Dayenu. And... The Nativ here, continuing with the the uh, theme of the Hashkacha, says as follows. So we start off and we say, Kama mailis How many um, good things did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do for us? And the Nativ writes that we go and afterwards we say Kama and we say we enumerate them. So he says, first of all, he's bothered by the fact that the Baal Haggadah uses the to term HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Makaim. Why here does he refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as HaMakaim? Why doesn't he say HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And number two is, he's a little bit bothered by some of these taivas. What was the purpose of all of these taivas? Um, he says, for example... The fact that we went out of Mitzrayim is a taiva. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu asa shvatim belihayim, that he destroyed and he did judgments against the Avedazara, what we get out of that? And numerous questions along those lines that he's bothered by. And he says as follows, he says, Iker HaMaimer, the main purpose of the Dayenus is L'chashev, to enumerate all the different ways HaKadosh Baruch Hu did to show us all different aspects of his Hashkacha Pratis. And he says that's why the Baal Haggadah calls Hashem here Makaim. Because Makaim refers to Hashem as being Mekayme Shal Olam. He is the place of the entire world. Why is he Mekayme Shal Olam? Al The world is his place. It's his involvement. That's where he does things. That's where he, he, he's involved in things. And that's why he's called HaMakaim here. Kama Mailas Taivais LaMakaim Aleinu. And now the Nitziv is going to go through, and we're going to go through it as well, each stanza, which talks about all these different taivas and nisim, and how each of them is another aspect of Ashkacha Pratis. And it gives us an, an, uh, an insight into all the different details of Ashkacha Pratis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has. So he starts off and he says as follows. He says, "Ilu haitzianu mimitzrayim loy also b'hem shvatim dayenu." He says, "The first level is Hakadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu could have taken us out of Mitzrayim, and he did not have to cause Paroi to have a hardened heart 
and bring the Shvatim, bring the Makas on Paro. We could have just gone out without that. And that would have been enough for us to understand that Ashkadosh Baruch Hu is involved in what's going on. Klaisel is being persecuted. They need to be taken out of Mitzrayim. That's Hashkacha Pratis. Hashem will march us out. No Eved, no slave ever left Mitzrayim. The fact that we were le- would leave Mitzrayim is enough to show Hashem's Hashkacha Pratis. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't happy with just that. He added on the Makais. He added on the Makais to show us all different ways. Hashem wanted to show us even more aspects of His Hashkacha. Lemanteda, like the Pasuk says, in order that you should know, Ki Ani Hashem of Haretz. And that was really the purpose of the Makais. Like we say in the beginning of Parsha's Bai, bincha. The purpose is you should tell your children and your grandchildren, And then the Tziv over there writes in, in, in Parsha's Bai, in Hemek Dover, in Chumash, he writes that the purpose here was to teach Kla Yisrael the Ashkocha and Yechilas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and once Vidatem will know who he is, so then we'll serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll be mechaev ourselves to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So there was, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't just want us to leave Mitzrayim without going through the Hashkocha of the Makais. And really, not to go to too much Barichus, that was today's daily chizuk on the WhatsApp and on, the, and on my podcast on the website, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed with the Makais, the Rishonim say, that he is Mashkiach, he's involved in all the different parts of the Bria. The first eight Makais showed us HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the Menahel, the Mashkiach, in the four Yesaidis, the four elements of the Bria. The Afar, where Mayim was first, Damans there were Mayim, and then was Afar, Kinim and Arayv, and then Eish and Ruach were the next four, and Makas Chayshech was in Shamayim, the constellations, the sun, the moon, and uh, Makas Bechiris was uh, Baal Bechira. We talked about it this morning in that in that uh, in that chizuk. So from the from the Makais, we saw all different aspects of Hashem's Hashkacha Pratis in this world, and that's the Ramban in the end of Parshas Bai that tells us that was the purpose of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Hashem should tell Klal Yisrael and tell the whole world, for that matter, to remind them that He created the world, He knows what's going on, and He's involved. So that's. But Hashem said, no, we have to have another Yidiyah in Ashkacha Pratis through the Makas. Then, Okay, Hashem could have done Makas against Pari and Mitzrayim, and we would have known so many different aspects of Hashem, Ki Chazakahi, that Hashem's Yad is a Yad Chazaka, and look at the Ashkacha Pratis that He brought in that in, in, with the Makais. However, we would not necessarily have known, Ki Hu Yisbarach Mashkiach Uval Yechiles Al Kol But that's on people. But what about on gods, on Avodah who says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has power over them? The Rishayinim say, the, the Rekeach and other Rishayinim say, that someone could have said, okay, Hashem 
punish the people. However, the gods, the Avedizaras, those saved themselves. They were scot-free. Hashem tried to punish them, but He could. They were able to save themselves. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to do Shvatim Belihayim to teach us and to teach the world. No. You want to know Hashem Zichailis? You want us to know what He could do? It's not only in people in the Mitzrayim, it's even in their gods, even in the Avaydasara. So therefore He had to be Asa Belihayim. He had to take care of their gods as well. And then, okay, so now He took care of the Mitzrayim and He took care of their gods. But what about Haragis Bechayrayim. What did Hashem add with Makas Bechayris? So says the Nitziv, Uvazeh, with this, Hashem showed us that He has Yechayles al Balei Bechira. Shu Nidrash Lashkocha Yeseira. Meaning, the first eight Makais, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was doing things with the Bria. He was doing things with the with the da, with the water for the dam and the tzvadeya kinim arayv. All these things was manipulating the bria. Now it had an effect on the people as well, but it wasn't direct directly against the people. Hashem directly to the people. Here, Hakadosh Baruch Hu shows no. He doesn't have to go through arayv and kinim all these things to get to people. He has rulership yichaylis over people themselves, and that needs an extra hashgacha. It's meaning it's a stronger hashgacha for Hakadosh Baruch Hu to do things against someone who is a bal bechira, because the fact that Hakadosh Baruch Hu allowed people to make their own choices, meaning we're not pre-programmed. So animals and the rest of the Bria is a pre-programmed thing. So Hashem has the program, so He could program what He wants into it. But He allowed people to do what they want. They have Bechira. So that needs an extra dose of Hashkacha Pratis when He goes against directly against them. The Nitziv points out in uh, Parshas Vayeshev, He talks about this when, when they threw Yosef into the bar. Um, he talks about this concept of Ashkacha Pratis with a Baal Bechira. And there he points out a very interesting thing. It says that when Daryavish, um, I'm sorry, when it says, yeah, when they threw, um, when they threw Daniel into the Gaiv Harayas, into the lion's den. So Daryavish told him then, he's throwing him in, and he said, Alashin, that you should rely on your God who's going to save you. And he was sort of testing, he was testing, he himself it seems believed also that Daniel was going to be saved, but uh, he wanted to see it happen. But it says there in the Pasuk that when he locked the lion's den, he put a lock on top of it so that no other people should be able to do anything against Daniel. Meaning he was afraid that there were some evil people in his, in his, uh, in his kingdom, and they're not going to want that Daniel should be saved from the lions. So just in case he is, they'll throw something in there and kill him anyways, and he'll be dead. So the, the, um, the, the Nitziv says, what's going on over here? Daryavish believes that Hashem could save Daniel from lions, but not from Rishayim. The lions won't bother him, but Rishayim could kill him. So he says, you see that someone could believe in Ashkachas Hashem and his Yechailas in the Bria." But when it comes against Bali Bechira, that's a whole new level. That's a whole new level of Ashkacha Pratis that perhaps this, this King Daryavish didn't have. And therefore, the same idea is 
what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show us here. He showed us that if he wants, Lahanish Risha, if he wants to punish evil people, Lo they cannot escape They're not beyond HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ashkacha. They're not beyond HaKadosh Baruch Hu's So each level here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is expanding the idea to Klal Yisrael of what he could do and how he could do it. So he continues and he says, Okay, now he killed the Bechayrim. He taught us that. But why did he have to give us the Mammon of the Mitzrayim? What is this referring to? So this is referring to Makas Chayshech, Kla Yisrael went and collected. I'm sorry, after Makas Chayshech, they had seen what was in the Mitzrayim's homes. And they went, And they went and they borrowed all this stuff. And the Mitzrayim presumably were under the assumption that the Jews are coming back in three days. And as we know, they weren't planning on coming back in three days. So says the Nitziv, the Klal Yisrael, the morning of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, chapped a very big pachad. They had a very big pachad. And what was their pachad? Their pachad was, they're walking out now with all of this money, and maybe the Mitzrayim are going to get wind of the fact that they don't plan on coming back. And not only are they going to take back their money, maybe they'll just take Klai Yisrael back and not let them leave. Like the Medrash, the Gemara tells us in Brachas, that Moshe Rabbeinu came to them and says, you're going to go out Beruchush Gadol. They said, forget the Ruchush Gadol, we just want to go out, we don't need the Ruchush Gadol. Let us just go out on our own. So, the same thing was here. Klai Yisrael was very afraid. And that is... We talked about this in the first year, two weeks ago, that there were three chipazines, there were three things that were rushed in Mitzrayim. Number one, at midnight of Makas Bechairis, the Mitzrayim were chipazin, they were rushed, they were rushing to get us out, because they thought they were all going to die. By the morning already, they saw they were alive anymore, or they were still alive. So they weren't rushing anymore for Klai Yisrael to leave, but then Klai Yisrael was in a chipazin. Why? Like we said then for this, from the Nativ, because they were afraid that if they dilly-dally on their way out of Mitzrayim, the Mitzrayim might chap and take all the riches back and maybe not let, let them leave at all. So they had a chipazin in the morning to rush, to leave. And then we said there was a chipazin to Shechina. But we're referring over here to the chipazin of Mitzrayim. So there was an unbelievable pachat here that Kalal Yisrael had when they were leaving Mitzrayim. And what was the purpose of this? Says the Nativ, Garmal Yisrael Bitochin Bechorega, Shatia Hashkochamina Shamayim. They had to be so strong in their Bitochin that Akadish Baruchu, he told them, You're going to leave. He told them, Borrow all this stuff and walk out with it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they had to trust Him. And they had to trust that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't just give them these orders and say, you know what, I'll see you on the other side. Till then you're on your own. No. They had this bitachin every moment in Ashkocham in Hashemayim that no one should find out what they actually planned. Someone once showed me that the Rambam in his Pirush on the Gada says that was one of the greatest chusim for Klai Yisrael. One of the greatest chusim for Klai Yisrael was that not one person snitched to the Mitzrayim that were not coming back. It goes into one of the chusim we left is there was no malshinus, no one gave us over to the uh, snitch to the government. The Rambam says one of the greatest chusim, and I think he tells it to even to 
Purim as well. He says one of the greatest chusim Kla Yisrael had is that they knew Esther was a Yid and Nachashverish and didn't know it and no one else didn't and no one else knew about it and nobody told. For all those years, it was a long time, nobody told. It was the greatest chus. So here also, says the Nitziv, they had this hashkocha min hashamayim, but he says a little different than just nobody told. He says, what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it says, I think in, um, it says, um, it says in Parshas Masay, that we left Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim Mikabrim. They were burying all those who had died in Makas Bechiris. The Mitzrayim were so busy in the morning with all the Levayas that they had of Makas Bechiris, they didn't have a moment to think about Klai Yisrael marching out with all of their riches. So that, but that was part of Ashkachas Hashem. Ashkachas Hashem was that they got busy. They got busy with that and no one had any inkling of what was going on. But that was an added level of Ashkocha that Kla Yisrael came to that Akara, that every moment HaKadosh Baruch Hu was taking care of them, even though they were in a Matziv of Sakana. They were in a Matziv of Sakana here, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu took care of them. That is the Nosan Lanues Mamoinim, another aspect of Ashkocha Pratis. Okay, so now we've gotten to this level. So why is it that the Mitzrayim have to run after Kla Yisrael and we have to have a Kriyas Yamsuf? Why couldn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu make it that they didn't come running after us? And in fact, the truth is, the only reason why they came running, the Ramban writes, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu instilled, uh, I forgot his Lush in the Ramban, but he says such a Lush in like a, a, a Ruach of, of Mishigas, of like a, a Shigain. It was craziness. What is he crazy? What are we doing over here? Like we let them go. Everybody, let's go chase them. What you forgot? You know, you forgot that you just came from the Leviyas of all the Bechiris that died, and all of a sudden now you have to. Uh, you're going to go run against Klal Yisrael and try to catch them and chase them. The Ramban writes this was an unbelievable nace from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that Pari did this. So why did Hashem do it? It wasn't the normal thing. Why did He cause them to do that? So he says, it was Ashkacha. Why? Because at Kriyas Yamsuf we learn something very, very important in Ashkacha Hashem. And that is Klal Yisrael is being chased by Mitzrayim. And as we've mentioned many from uh, over the years in Shirashirim, the, the Gain teaches us, Alpi the Medrash, that Klal Yisrael was in a very, very terrible matziv. They were standing at the Yam. In front of them was the Gali Hayam HaKadosh Baruch Hu made unbelievable, tremendous waves, tsunami-type waves, that if they thought about going towards the Yam, it was like committing suicide. They turned behind them, Upari Hikriv, not only did they say, they see Parai HaKadosh Baruch Hu opened up the heavens, and they saw Malachim, 600,000 chariots of Malachi Chavala coming against them. They turned to the right side, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made, come out of the Midbar, Chayas Royce, wild animals, they couldn't turn that way. On the left side were snakes and scorpions. They were stuck, there was nowhere for them to go. They couldn't go in any, all the four directions. They couldn't even go upwards because they saw the Malachi Chavala and they were, they were in such a pachat at that moment. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you have nowhere to go? No, Harini Marayich, Hashmini Kailich. Go, Dabra Bnei Yisrael go into the water. Go into the water? 
What's it? That's crazy. We're going to commit suicide. No. You got to follow Moshe Rabbeinu, go into the water. And as they went into the water, I always say, what happens when they, they got their feet into the water? They got wet. And the water continued up their legs, up their arms, up their bodies, all the way till it hit up to their noses and they screamed, Bo, Mayim, Anofesh, if we go any further, we're going to die. And then Kriyas Yamsuf came. So says the Nitziv, what do you learn from here? Things that look bad to a person, a person have to be has to have bitachain that at the end it's going to be letayv ba'ashkocha v'yechaylas Hashem. Sometimes we see the taiv, sometimes we know the taiv, sometimes we don't know the taiv, but it is kalmad avid rachmana letav avid. And Kalah Yisrael put in such a dangerous position that looked like everything was lost. What happened? Here, we're finished. And yet, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Kara Lanu Hayam. He did such a miracle that He split the sea. He split the sea for us. And, and um, that showed us that no matter what situation a person is, it may look like it's Ra, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Taiva for us in mind. And we have to have that Bitochein. And that's part of the Bitochein in the Ashkachas HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Say, so continues, Okay, so now HaKadosh Baruch Hu has taken care of us. But all we've learned so far is that Hashem is going to make sure that Kala Yisrael exists. They exist. But who says we have to exist comfortably? Who says HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes out of His way to take care of us that we should be comfortable as well? So if he would have just split the sea and we would know Hashem takes care of us, but we would not have learned that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Ashkocha for Kla Yisrael, even things that are comfort. It's not totally in the Kiyom of Kla Yisrael. Why did we have to go through on dry land? Our feet didn't get dirty. Our begadim didn't get full of the mud and all the things that are in the yam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have made the yam split and we trudged through it. It would have been unbelievable nice. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu does special Ashkacha Pratis for Klai Yisrael, even things that are not necessarily only applicable to Kiyom HaUma. Even if it's Negea keeping Klai Yisrael comfortable, that's another level of Ashkacha Pratis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was teaching us. Okay, now he taught us the Hashkacha Pratis for Klal Yisrael. But what about Hashkacha Pratis about punishing every single Mitzri and every single Rasha, Mida Keneged Mida? Do we know that? We know on a general level, with the Makais, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there was Mida Keneged Mida there. And, uh, and, um, and Tanit Velio, Rabbah, Perek and other Midrashim, list off all the Midah, Kenegad Midahs that there were in the Makkahs, but that's more on a general level for Kla Yisrael. But how do we know that for each and every Russia, there's a specific Midah, Kenegad Midah? That's a whole new level of Ashkachas Hashem. Not just Ashkachas Hashem generally to punish those who hurt Kla Yisrael, but individually as well. So that's Shikat Sarenu Besaychai. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu drowning our enemies. And that goes back to earlier, to Rabbi Yaisi Aglili Oimer, that on the, on the Yam, that the Mitzrayim, there were 10 Makas. And on the Yam, there were 50. And the other man, the Amrim, make it even more. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Kiva. 
What are all these makis on the Yam? What were they all? So the Nitziv points out over there, there were all different types of Misais Mishunais. All different types of different types of deaths. In Az Yasha we talk about, Rashi brings down, some people sunk to the bottom immediately, others were thrown around. There were different levels. But says the, says the, the Nitziv, it wasn't just, it wasn't just general. It was Ashkacha Pratis Mida Kineged Mida Ba'ifen Shehireyul Yisrael. It was Mida Kineged Mida, each and every Mitzri had a different Misa Mishuna based on what he did, Mida Kineged Mida. And this taught us Ashkachas Hashem, not just for Kla Yisrael, but Ashkachas Hashem that he punishes Shikat Sarenu Besoichai. He sunk our enemies, each one got their Mida Kineged Mida with Ashkacha Pratis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished each and every one of them. Okay, so now we've learned that. We've learned Shikat Tzareinu B'Saychai. Now we move on to Sipek Tzarechenu B'Amidbar Arboim Shana. He says, after all of these lessons, Klai Yisrael didn't dream for a moment that they are going to be in a Midbar without any new clothing or any new shoes for 40 years. And so much so, when the Gezeira finally came, or actually came by the Miraglim, that they're going to be for 40 years in the Midbar. He writes, Bachu Harbe. They cried a lot. Vivtziru Levatos Agzeira. And they were trying to get rid of the Gzeira. 40 years? 40 years in the Midbar? They had no clue how they were ever going to survive such a thing. As we know, it didn't help. HaKadosh Baruch Hu kept the Gzeira. But then what happened? Sim Sam Balu. Their clothing didn't wear out. And their shoes didn't wear out. And many years later, at the end of the 40 years, Moshe Rabbeinu turns to Klai Yisrael. And he says to them, He says to them, Look what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for you. You were 40 years in the Midbar. You couldn't figure out how you're ever going to survive. And you did. You survived. And he says to Klai Yisrael that this is a lesson for tsaras that are going to happen Rachman in the future. There's going to be a Chorban. And there's going to be a Galus. And you're going to wonder, how are you going to exist in Galus? How are you going to exist in the world of Chorban? Moshe Rabbeinu showed them, look, look what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for you in the Midbar. Look what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for you, even when you were being punished for 38 years in the Midbar of not being able to go into Eretz Yisrael. There's a special Hashkacha. And says the Nitziv, Umizenitan Lilmaid, this showed us that even at times of tzara, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of us. And in Hemek Dover, he explains it a little more, and he says, Hashem showed us that even in Hester Panim, even in Hester Panim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of us. Why? Look at the Midbar. When we needed water and we needed food, Hashem made miraculous nisim. But, for our clothing, for our clothing, that those things were only a problem after the gzera of the miragli, meaning the man and the bear shall miriam, that we got right away when we came out of Mitzrayim. That wasn't something that was a problem because of being stuck in the Midbar for 40 years. Being stuck in the Midbar for 40 years was more of a clothing and a shoe problem Klai Yisrael were busy with. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't make it that every morning you came out to your door 
and there was brand new set of clothing and shoes. He didn't do that. It wasn't like the man. He didn't do that, not every day, not twice a year, not uh, whichever season it was, nothing. Whatever you were wearing, you were wearing. Whatever shoes you had, you had. But what happened? Hashem made a nace. Ba'ashkocha nisteres. It was a hidden ashkocha. What normally should have worn out, didn't wear out. And that is, says the Nitziv, is the lesson, kach tavinu v'taskilu. You should understand and com- contemplate. Ki be'eis oimekatsaras, even in the depth of tsara, tiashkocha chazoka aleim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ashkocha is going to be very strong. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take care of you. Even Bishas Razu, even in bad times. And he ends off and he says, Vim Kain, Einoi Kol It's not so bad anymore. When you're able to see Hashem is taking care of you, even in times of tzara, even in times when things aren't looking good, there's a special Ashkocha Pratis at that time. That's a comfort. Vizutu Eles Niflo Bimei Hagolus. This is an unbelievable Tay Eles Bimei Hagolus for Kla Yisrael to realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of us. So that's what we learned from Sipek Tzarkeinu Bamidbar Boim Shana, that even in an eighth Sara, right? Chazal tell us for those 38 years, Klai Yisrael was benidoi, Hashem, like a cherem type of thing. Hashem didn't speak to Moshe Rabbeinu, panim alpanim. And yet, look at the nais he performed. Bederech nistar. He performed the nais to teach us hashkachas Hashem, be'es sora. Okay, then we have, Ilu sipek tzarkeinu ba'midbar ba'im shana. He could have taken care of us and given us the clothing. Be'veloi hechilanu es haman. He didn't have to feed us the man for those 40 years. Could have figured out another Eitzah, similar to the clothing, for example. But the man was an unbelievable nace that continued day in and day out. What's the point of that? That's to teach us, like the Pasuk says, person doesn't live on bread alone. A certain hashkocha pratis in parnasa, a certain hashkocha pratis in parnasa that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was teaching Klal Yisrael, and to teach a person that parnasa comes from the Rabbeinu Shalaylam, and that's emuna, and that's emuna, and in the days in the midbar we learned that it was tali in the madrega of each and every person. Sadikim came to their homes, Abainanim came further out. Rishoyim came even further out. You saw the Ashkochas Hashem daily that Hashem gave Parnasa Lufi Mais of Hayoim according to a person's actions. In other places, the Nitziv writes that Lidairis, when we're in Galus, it doesn't work exactly that, that way. It's more Bederech HaTeva. It's more Bederech HaTeva. And but the lesson that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of our Parnasa, we still learn from the Man. But the Nitziv here in the Haggadah is Mechadesh, that for Tzadikim, it's always going to be the Gedder of the Man. For people are on a high level of Ashkocha, even Lidairis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu feeds them according to their actions. For the Hamainam, we have general belief in Amunah and Ashkocha, in Hashkochas Hashem, in Parnasa.
What we learned from the man was an unbelievable lesson in Amuna. And it's Kedai to say the Nitziv over there on that Pasuk. The Nitziv over there on that Pasuk says that what is this referring to? This is referring to Karbonus. What does that mean? In the times of the Beis Hamikdash, what brought a Shefa of Parnasa daily to Kla Yisrael? Karbonus. Karban Tamin Shal Shachar, Karban Tamin Shal Bein Arbayim, as Karboni Lachmi Leishai, Reach Nichoichi, Lachmi, Lechem. You want to know how you're going to bring a Shefa of Parnasa to the world? You bring me Lechem, says Hashem, my Karbonus, and I'll give you Parnasa in the world. But says the Nitziv, one may wonder what's going to be. We're not going to have carbonus. We're not going to be able to activate the Shefa. How is it going to work? So you know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said? That's why I gave you the man for 40 years. The man was not a result of carbonus. Carbonus are physical things. They bring physical food. The man was pure spiritual food. Carbonus did not activate the man. The man came directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you want to know in Galus how you're going to get Parnasa? Look at the man. It's not just the lechem of Karbanas that bring Parnasa. What is Moitza Fi Hashem? How do you activate Parnasa in Galus? Says the Nitziv. Number one, you make a bracha properly. You recite a bracha. When you say, You activate the Shefa. For Klai Yisrael. That's why the Gemara says, if a person is nana ma'ilam azeb bracha, if you eat without a bracha, kilu goizel me'akadosh baruchu u'miknesis Yisrael. You steal from Hashem and from Klai Yisrael. How are you stealing from Klai Yisrael? Because you're taking without activating a shefa. If you don't activate the shefa, Klai Yisrael won't have food. So you're taking and not activating a shefa, you're stealing from Klai Yisrael. So you recite a bracha, you activate a shefa. That's Moitzafi Hashem. The second thing over there he says is, you recite the parsha HaKarbonus. You can't bring a carbon HaTamid, but the Limur HaToyra of reciting Parshas HaKarbonus, that's the Limur HaToyra of Parshas HaKarbonus that activates the Shefa. Say the carbon HaTamid every day, that activates the Shefa. And that's what we learn from Sipek Tzorkeinu Bamidbar Arboim Shana, a Tayelis Gedoyla in Amuna Nashkacha in Parnasa. We would have learned the Hashkach Hashem from the Mon, but what does Shabbos teach us? So we know what Shabbos. Shabbos Kaidish is the Ois and Hashkach Hashem. Why? Six days a week you should work, and the seventh day you rest. And the Mechilta says, if you keep the Shabbos, then Sheishis Yomim Tasa You won't lack by not working on Shabbos. We think you give up a day, you won't make Parnasa? No. If you keep Shabbos, then in the six days, there's no greater proof of Ashkachas Hashem than someone who is a Shemer Shabbos. Someone's a Shemer Shabbos, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu pays him back by the rest of the week, making sure he has his Parnasa. He doesn't lose anything by being closed and not working on Shabbos. That's another level in Ashkacha Pratis of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What did HaKadosh Baruch Hu show us by Harsinai? 
Again, we're not yet at Matan Taira. That's the next stanza. So what happened in coming to Harsinai? So we've said other times that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't need Maimed Harsinai to give us the Torah. He could have given us the Torah through Moshe Rabbeinu. Maimed Harsinai was an end unto itself to teach Kla Yisrael Emuna and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in fact, in fact, on this stanza in Dayenu is where the Rishayinim are Megalah to us something very important. And that is, Chazal tell us that when Adam Arishan was created, there was clarity in the world between good and bad. Once he did the Avera with the Eitz Hadas and Chava with the Nachash, Hito Zuama, there was some type of spiritual schmutz, dirt, so to speak, that went into the Bria, which was um, became a part of the world. It says that Kla Yisrael, when we stood at Har Sinai, Paska Zuamasam, there was no more Zuama. When we did the Egel, so then the Zuama came back, but not in the same degree as it was before Matan Because the Gemara says, Gayim, the rest of the world, still have that Zuama. And therefore, their Chasha, their suspect to do certain Lodan Averis with animals and things like that. There's the Isra Yichud of a guy with an animal, but Jews don't have that issue. Why? Because Pascha Zuamasan. What was this Zuama? What does Zuama mean? What type of spiritual dirt? So the Bach. If I remember correctly, the Bach brings down, I think, from the Kalboy, if I remember correctly, one of the Rishainim, that he says, Ilu kervanu, ilu ker, uh, um, I'm sorry, Ilu no, kervanu Sinai. What's the point of coming in front of our Sinai? Shepaska zuamasan. That's the purpose of coming to our Sinai, an end unto itself. So one of the other Rishainim, maybe it's the Rekech, I, I don't remember at the moment the names, writes, what was the Zuama? The Zuama was a lack of clarity in Emunah and Hashem. Meaning to say, let's say you have a window, so if, it's, if there's no dirt on it, you could see right through it. If it's full of dirt, so it's blurred, you can't see clearly. When the Nachash came, did the Avera with, with Adam and Chava, so there was now a lack of clarity in the world. You weren't able to see what's Taiv, what's Ra, see Hashem in this world. Klai Yisrael stood at Har Sinai Paskuzu Amosan. Everything was clear that there's Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the world and Toiv and Ra and Taira. Everything was a hundred percent clear. When we did the Egel, so we got it back a little bit. That lack of clarity. So says the Nitziv a similar thing. Hakadosh Baruch Hu opened up the heavens. Opened up the heavens. We were able to see clearly exactly what the purpose of creation was. That's how some explain how we were forced into Matan Torah. We weren't actually forced. There was no choice. When you see the clarity of Hashem's plan, you see what needs to be done. You see what has to happen. So then you're forced into it. You have no choice because it's obvious. And that was the clarity we saw as Pascha Zuhamasam. And that is, we saw that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the only power in the world. Not like earlier we learned that Hashem could punish the other gods. No, we saw then that there's no other god in the world. Hashem didn't give it over to other different powers, like the original Oyvdiyavay Dezara thought. And when we 
stood at Har Sinai, we saw that clarity. So we had an Amunah Shleim and Ashkochas Hashem, a new level in understanding Hashem's involvement and plan for the world. And then, Nasan Lanu Es The next thing is Nasina Satayra. Why? If you want to become a tzaddik, a chassid, a neman l'ashem, limur ha is what prepares you for that. It changes you. There's no greater teacher. You want to learn Amuna? You want to become a Maimon? Of course, you can learn about all the different things, and you have to learn about that. But the greatest teacher of Amuna and Hashem is Limud Hatayrak Daisha. Limud Hatayrak becomes a part of you, it changes you. We don't understand how this works, but the Kedusha becomes a part of us. It connects with our Neshama. Our neshama on its own believes in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Our neshama, there's a Meshachachma in Parshas uh, Nitzavim that says, if you open up, get through a person and get down to his bare neshama, it would be screaming, Anaychi Hashem Aleikecha, it would be screaming Matan Taira, it would be screaming Emuna. Problem is, the messages get a little muddled on its way out through our guf. Torah's machshir a person, it purifies a person, it lets those messages come through. There's no greater melame das v'seichel than limar ha-Torah kadosha. That's the greatest lesson in Amuna. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu was kervanu lifnei ar-Sinai, that's not enough. He was nasan lanu es to teach us Amuna. And then he brought us to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael, Eini Hashem Ba Merishi Sashana Vadrachir Sashana. There we see Hashem's Hashkacha constantly. All of the rain of the year and the Parnas of the year is all dependent on a person's level. On a person's level. Like we mentioned in the first year, two weeks ago as well, that the Nitziv writes that the main Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim in, Mitzra- in, in Eretz Yisrael was based on the Karban Pesach. Because you could have a land, two lands connected to each other. They have the same type of soil, the same sun, the same rain. One person, it's, he has unbelievable produce this year. And the other guy right next door, it's all wilted and dead. What's the pshat? The first one kept the Torah. He kept Shemitah and Shumas and Maizras. Hashem gave him Atzlacha. The next one didn't. Hashem didn't. You were able to see clearly. Just like he skipped over Mitzrayim, house after house. It was a clear Hashkacha, two houses next to each other. What happened? They were different. One was a mitzvah, one was a yid. The same thing here. You were able to see the Ashkochas Hashem clearly in the world. You were able to see the Ashkochas Hashem in Eretz Yisrael. And that is another level of, of Ashkochas Hashem in Eretz Yisrael and the Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. And last but not least, Banalonu es Beis HaBechira. The Ashkocha Pratis in the Beis HaBechira and the Beis HaMikdash, where there were constant Nisim every single day. The Mishnah enumerates ten Nisim. There were more Nisim every single day. There was such Ashkacha Pratis over there in 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 the Beis Hamikdash in the Mishkan, so much so that the Meshachachma writes in Parshas Vayakel that is why Avoidas Habeis Hamikdash is Doicha Shabbos. Lachayr Shabbos is Ashkacha Hashem Brias Ha'Olam. Nothing should be Doicha Shabbos. If you do things to be Mechal Shabbos, you're going against Ashkacha Hashem. Why is Avoid in the Beis Hamikdash Doicha Shabbos? Says the Nitziv because Avoid in the Beis Hamikdash is even a greater level of understanding Ashkacha Hashem. You see the Nisim every single day. It does. It's not a contradiction. 
to Shabbos. If anything, it complements Shabbos. And that's why it's Doicha Shabbos. Because it's not a stira to it. The Beis Hamikdash was a place of clear Ashkachas Hashem. You wanted to learn Amuna? Go up Aliyah Leregel. Go to Yerushalayim. See the Nisim in Yerushalayim. Millions of people. The Medrash, the Mishnah says, no one ever said it's stuffy there. No one said it's squishy there. There was Nisim constantly. Go to the Beis Hamikdash. You saw Ashkachas Hashem clearly. And that is, continues the Nitziv, How much more so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did all these things to, to, to take root in our hearts. This Emunah is beneficial for a person at all times, at every moment. When he knows that everything is Bashkacha Pratis, all these lessons of Bashkacha Pratis, who is the Kel that's trustworthy, we can rely on him. Look at the Bashkacha Pratis that he taught us. Each one of these is another level in Bashkacha Pratis, and it just expands our understanding of what Bashkacha Hashem is. Sometimes we have a very limited understanding what Bashkacha Hashem is. Here, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Taiva after Taiva after Taiva after Taiva, to teach it to us, to make it a part of our lives, to enrich our lives. That's the aside of the Dayenus, and like we're saying, that's the entire theme of the Lel Pesach. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the one who runs this world. There's Ashkach Pratis in this world. We should talk that we should see. We should see. All of the Hashkach in our lives. We should see the Rabbeinu Shalom in our lives. And as we end off the Maimer and say, We should We should see the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Have a wonderful day.